Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. here today because we're going to dive into something I get a lot of questions about, and that is macros, how they work, what they are, and should you track them? So I want to know if you're watching this live or you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments if you've ever heard of macros, if you've ever followed a macro-based approach and how it worked. What did it do for you? Did you like it? Was it effective? I really want to know because macros is probably one of the things that I feel okay with when it comes to diets or plans or more commercial weight loss programs. But I'm going to talk about some of the drawbacks of it and benefits. But macros is not a terrible, terrible approach, at least as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to weight management. So I would much rather someone follow a macro approach than something like keto or a very strict diet. But we're going to talk about that. The first thing I want to talk about is what macros are. So macros, the word macros is short for macronutrients, and that stands for the three macronutrients that we know provide calories for our body, and that's protein, fats, and carbohydrates. So these are the three food groups that are known as macronutrients, and these are the only things that provide calories for us. So when we eat proteins, fats, and carbs, that's what makes up the total of calories that we take in a day. Now, of course, there's huge variability in terms of quality of these macros. So not every carbohydrate is the same as far as the quality of it and how it works in our body and how it you know, breaks down and gets digested and metabolized. But we're going to get into that. But essentially, when we're looking at following a macros approach, we're looking to track the different ratios of these food groups that we're eating in a day. And macros is part of something called flexible dieting, where it allows you to eat a variety of foods. There are no allowed and unallowed foods, which is the part that I like about it. It really allows you to incorporate a lot of different things into your day. And as long as it fits your macros, it's okay. So under the macros approach, which is also known as if it fits your macros, you get assigned or set a calorie level of some sort, and then a breakdown of these different nutrients. So they'll tell you that if you eat 2000 calories a day, 50% should come from this group, 20% should come from this group, 30% should come from this group. And that would make up your 100% of calories for the day. And then whatever fits in those percentages is fine, right? So a lot of people like this approach because of the flexibility of it, because it allows you to eat a variety of different foods. But one of the things that you do need to do is track. And a lot of people don't like tracking. They don't like the you know tedious nature of journaling your food and calculating. And I have a lot of clients who tell me, I don't want to become a food accountant, right? I don't want to be weighing and measuring things and calculating every single gram of food or ounce of food that I put into my mouth. So I think that's where, you know, tracking macros can become a little bit of a tedious, very labor intensive kind of thing where you're doing a lot of work and tracking and really paying attention to numbers. And a lot of people don't like that. 
But I want to talk a little bit before we get into the pros and cons more deeply about macros specifically for PCOS. So like I mentioned, we have three groups, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. And we do need to eat from all three of these groups every single day at every single meal. That's what balanced eating is all about. It's about balancing your plate with these different macronutrients because they each provide different nutrition, different vitamins and minerals, and different benefits for the body, right? So we do want to incorporate all of them. And this is why a lot of diets that cut out carbs or are very low in fat or very high in protein are not balanced and they're not suitable for PCOS specifically because they're not going to help you address insulin resistance. For insulin resistance, we do need a variety of nutrients. We need a balance of all three of these. And specifically, we want the highest quality food. Now, for women with PCOS, what I usually recommend is a distribution of around half your calories coming from carbohydrates. And that may sound like a lot, but I'm going to explain in a second. And then the rest split somewhat evenly, 25 and 25% between proteins and fats. So when we're talking about half your calories coming from carbohydrates, we're not just talking about bread, pasta, crackers, rice, potatoes. We're talking about all carbs in your day. So that would mean fruit and beans and even dairy. All of these foods do contain carbohydrates as well as some starchy vegetables, of course. So we do want to include all of these in our carb calculation if you're following something like macros. And that would mean that 50% of your calories is not really that much. It sounds like a lot, but when you take into account everything, all the sources, all the foods that provide carbohydrates, you're going to see that it's not really that much. Now, one of the things that I think is a little bit tricky with looking at carbohydrates is that they're all created differently, right? We have different types of carbohydrates that are somewhat more processed and others that are a lot more high quality. So we do need to look at the difference and we do need to, you know, when we're looking to manage PCOS, really think first about quality. So that's one of the things that I find macros are not helpful with is they're not necessarily focused on quality. They're focused mostly on quantity, meaning if it fits your macros, if it fits the numbers, if you did the calculation right and you know you have a certain amount of carbohydrates to eat for the day, the macros approach doesn't really look into quality. So you can eat any type of carbohydrate that you want, but for PCOS, that's not going to work because very processed carbohydrates are going to spike insulin levels. They're going to send your blood sugar on a roller coaster for the day, and that's going to make all of your symptoms a lot worse. More cravings, more weight gain, and less health as far as fertility, ovulation, and periods, because the basis of hormone balance is blood sugar balance. So if we're eating carbohydrates that are not conducive to blood sugar balance, all of that, you know, all of those symptoms are going to go haywire. So that's the main thing that I think is problematic is the quality of the food is not necessarily emphasized. And again, even with something like protein, we can get the same amount of protein from wings, versus fish, right? Same amount of protein per ounce, exactly. Very different nutritional profiles, right? Fish is a lot higher quality. It has healthy fats, whereas wings will have more saturated fat. And, you know, of course, there are a lot more nutrients and vitamins in something like fish versus wings. So you can see that the same amount of protein, the same amount of macros could mean very different things when you're focusing on, on quality. Quality sometimes is just 
not there. Same is true for fats. If we're looking at plant-based fats, things like avocados, nuts and seeds, olive oil, even coconut, those are all very high quality fats versus animal-based fats, things like, you know, high fat dairy and butter and, you know, lard and shortening and all of those things. Of course, very, very high in saturated fats, and that's not good for your metabolic health. So with PCOS, we really need to focus first and foremost on quality. This is why in my programs, I don't necessarily go off of calorie ranges and we don't necessarily think so much about amounts and portions, at least in the beginning, because we want to make sure that the quality is there, the combination of food is correct, that your plate is made up of a right balance of, of these macronutrients, but we don't necessarily go into the counting of grams and counting of calories. Quality comes first, and that's what I teach. And then on top of that, if you are not, you know, someone who, uh, if you've already done that, if the quality of your food is very good, maybe that's a time where you want to start looking at macros and thinking about adjusting and tweaking things a little bit more. But so the quality of your macros is important. And then you can think about these general ratios and not necessarily fit yourself into the boxes of the specific grams and percentages, but rather, you know, do it more of like in the spirit of, of balance, in the spirit of even distribution on your plate. And about half your calories should still come from carbohydrates, at least as far as I'm concerned, as long as you're making them high quality, good fiber, rich carbohydrates. So let's talk a little bit about the pros and cons, because I want to really give you a good comprehensive kind of overview of what this could mean. So if you're someone who just got diagnosed or you were diagnosed years ago, but you haven't really looked into managing your nutrition, if you haven't really looked into eating in a balanced way and naturally balancing your hormones, macros are not what I would do. Okay, so I would definitely start by looking at the quality of the food that you're eating, making sure that you're incorporating the different food groups into every meal, but the ratios are not necessarily something to focus on first and foremost. The quality matters most. So lean proteins, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fiber, that's going to take you a long way even before you start counting on or measuring anything. So it's not necessarily a necessity to focus on the numbers. If you've already been doing that and you're someone who's more advanced, you're already eating a high quality diet, you may be at a point where looking at macros could be helpful. What I find that women don't like, like I said in the beginning, is that the tracking can become tedious and the counting of it becomes tedious. So it almost becomes a chore and it also has the tendency to make you obsessed right? To become obsessive as far as, you know, the, the math of it. So we definitely don't want to do that, especially since women with PCOS are at higher risk for eating disorders and disordered eating and just having, you know, a, a relationship with food that is very strained. So I don't necessarily think that the tracking, the counting and all the numbers side of it is beneficial for most women, which is why I don't do it and I don't follow it. But if you're someone who does well with structure, if you're someone who thinks that it's going to be a good educational tool, which it can, then macros may be a good thing for you to try. I would just make sure that you're not, you know, kind of tricking the system too much. There are so many ways that you can eat within your macros, but still eat a poor quality diet, a diet that's not nutritious, and certainly a diet that is not tailored for PCOS. So for PCOS, we do want to make sure that you're eating a certain number of protein grams per day, not necessarily to count them, but 
you know, when you work with me or in one of my programs, I teach you how to do this intuitively, how to actually understand what your plate should look like and what a portion of protein, fiber, vegetables will look like without you having to count or measure anything. And it's very freeing. It's a, it's a really nice feeling because this is something you're going to be able to, to use for the rest of your life. So you learn it once and then you run with it and you don't necessarily have to be tied to my fitness pal or any sort of tracking if you don't want to. Now, again, if you like it, if tracking works for you, if it keeps you focused and it helps you as an educational tool, by all means. But the minute it gets obsessive, the minute you start thinking about food constantly, I would say you would have to reevaluate if it's something that's sustainable because PCOS is a chronic condition. So you want to be able to do what you're doing for the rest of your life. Okay. So as far as the pros, yes, it can give you a good balance. Yes, it's flexible. So it's also something that's not very strict. You can you know, incorporate a mix of food. So it is flexible. It is somewhat balanced, but I think that the tracking of it, the tedious nature of it, and the fact that it's, it can be a lot of work and not a guarantee for quality, meaning the quality of your diet could still be lower. I think that's really problematic when it comes to macros. Okay. Now, the other thing that you have to remember again, is that it's not necessarily tailored to address insulin resistance and inflammation. And those are the two driving forces behind PCOS. And we definitely want to eat in a way that would address both of those things. So this is something that, you know, many, many diets miss the mark on. And, you know, of course, the strict nature of them is not helpful as far as keeping you happy and having joy with food and making it a pleasant experience for you to get healthy. So if this is, you know, if macros are something that you want to try, just make sure that you're, again, taking into account both insulin resistance and eating an anti-inflammatory diet that's really high in things like berries and, and produce and dark leafy greens, nuts and seeds, beans and legumes, fatty fish, all of the great things that reduce inflammation. And I've created a lot of podcast episodes about it, as well as posts on my feed on Instagram regarding anti-inflammatory eating. So definitely go and check those out. All right. So let's recap a little bit regarding macros. I think macros have some benefit to them as far as being balanced, being flexible, and really helping you incorporate different food groups into your day. I usually recommend that about 40 to 50% of your calories do come from carbohydrates, and then the rest is split evenly between proteins and fats. That's going to give you a pretty good distribution. Now, the drawbacks of macros are that they don't take quality into account, right? They only focus on quantity and grams and percentages. So we want to make sure that we're addressing the quality of your diet, lots of fiber, lots of lean protein, as well as, of course, non-starchy vegetables. And if you don't, you know, if you already know that, but you don't know how to implement it, you need to be inside my program because that's exactly where I teach you how to take your knowledge, how to take this theoretical stuff and put it into practice. Really, what do you need to be eating? right? What does your day need to look like? How to be prepared, how to plan out your meals, how to eat out, how to eat on the holidays. All of these things are things that are going to be learned inside the program. And they're going to really help you take action because a lot of people know sort of what they're supposed to do. They're not quite sure. Maybe they're second guessing themselves. Maybe they've tried something and haven't worked. This program is going to take you to the next level. It's going to stop you from second guessing. It's going to stop you from doubting yourself. It's going to teach you exactly how to eat for PCOS 
with a focus on addressing the root causes, which are again, insulin resistance and inflammation. And we're going to have lots of guidance, support and accountability inside this program. It's a 60 day program. I don't think I mentioned that we're going to work together for two months and it's a wonderful program. I'd like to see you in it. If you're someone who's been struggling for a little while and you're thoroughly confused and overwhelmed with how to manage PCOS naturally, let me teach you. Let me be your guide. This program creates amazing results. Okay. All right. Thanks for tuning in today and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.